Hallelujah. Oh, smile to somebody and say you're welcome to the house of God. You are welcome to the house of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> grateful unto you, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If it is not by grace, for us women, when our daddy came to preach the other time, he made us understand that for the women, even the, the, the outer place for the Gentiles, we will not even get there. So it is grace. I want to thank leadership this morning for this opportunity. This morning, we want to continue studying about the theme. And the topic for this morning is the victorious wounded soldier. The victorious wounded soldier. We are being equipped to possess. We are being equipped as an army to possess. And in some way, somehow, you as an individual have to take up the task. Because even as we are being equipped as an army, individually we are soldiers and we have to battle each day at the battlefront. And there are times that we will be wounded, but we will still remain victorious in the name of Jesus. This morning, as we reflect on the theme and as we reflect on certain things, if we remember how many of us did the covenant offering and the covenant prayers on the 31st night, Yes, after our 10 days fasting, we raised certain offerings and we wrote certain prayers and we laid them on this altar and we have prayed. I want you to understand that even if certain, even the number one on your prayer list, if your topics were 10, you have not seen one. I want you to trust God that it will come to pass. We are still victorious in this journey. We don't care what is happening around us. Everything seems difficult. Everything seems tough. Managing everything around us seems to be turned upside down. When beginning of the year, if we knew some of the things happening now, we would have asked ourselves, but we still trust God that we will remain victorious. Amen. Our main text is from Genesis chapter 32, verse 22 to 28. Genesis 32, verse 22 to 28. Bible says that 
enemy, do not rejoice when I sleep. I will stand. Do not rejoice. I will rise up again. Even when a tree is cut down, at the scent of water, at the scent of water. So even if he have been wounded and slashed in a way, at the scent of water, at the scent of the Holy Spirit, ah, when you rise up and you begin to say, certain things begin to spring forth and even the roots that are dying will begin to come back to life. We have been cut down, but we shall not remain there. We will stand, no matter the test in our lives. Amen. Genesis chapter 32, verse 22 to 28. We'll read this quickly. That night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two female servants and his 11 sons, and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. After he had sent them across the stream, he sent over all his possessions. He sent over all his possessions. So Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him till daybreak. Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Even with the hip out, even with the socket damage, he said, I will not let you go until you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob but Israel. This morning, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel. Because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. You have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we say someone is victorious, it means that the person is a conqueror. We dip him. The person has fought and won. He has gone for battle and has won. No matter the status in which he won, he has won. So even if he won with a limping leg, he has won. Even if his socket is out of his hip joint, he has won. Even if he came with bruises, he has won. So in this journey, yes, there will be some wounds. Hallelujah. The fact that we have prayed and we have laid everything on the altar... And we are living our righteous life doesn't mean that it will all be sweet. Amen. There are times that we will be wounded. And again, when someone is wounded, it means someone who is suffering in one way or the other. So it could be wounds at the back. It could be cuts. It could be bruises. It could be wounded in your heart. That one is not physical. When you see the person, you know that every time you, remember, you see the person, you remember that wound. Your father did something to you. Someone was raped some way or the other by the father or by a brother. And every time he sees that father or brother, all he sees is wounds. This morning, may our hearts be healed. Somewhere, somehow, your wife or your spouse hurts you. Somewhere, somehow, 
Your lets you go when you really needed the family. But this morning, Bible says that wounds are even victorious. So we shall be victorious. Hallelujah. Joseph, we all know this story so well. Joseph, sorry, Jacob had his brother Esau. And by the story we have all learned from Sunday school, Jacob's father and Esau's father was about to die. That was Isaac. And he needed a meal. He wanted to release some blessings. Some way, somehow, Rebecca swapped. He had that. He called Jacob, get me a lamb, and I'll prepare the meal. He didn't say, get the lamb and prepare. So he called him to get the lamb, and she, Rebecca, prepared it for him. So all his life, certain things have been done for him. Secondly, when he had gotten that birthright, so he took the birthright from Esau by that action. And he took the blessings from Esau. Esau came and was embittered. He asked the father, is there not even a single blessing left for me? The father said, no. I have poured it all out. And in that way, Esau was wounded. And Jacob was carrying the blessings. And he had swapped the birthright of his brother. He went to a far country to his uncle. When he got there, some way, somehow, when you read Genesis 27, it says, the uncle cheated him ten times. When he managed to cheat his brother twice, birthright and blessings, the uncle did what? Ten times to him. And then again, he had to labor for 20 years there. So if someone has crossed you some way and has taken certain things from you at the beginning of the year and you feel that all is lost, wait. God does not allow sin into perpetuity. He will not allow someone to take your blessings into perpetuity. It will switch and come back to you because it belongs to you genuinely. So some way, somehow, Jacob has gone to labor for 20 years. For 20 good years, he wanted to return. Jacob wanted to return. And on his return, because they say, when we say he's in a foreign land, he's acquired it all. So why should he stay there? And now he wanted to return to his home. When he was about returning, he said, my wives, my children, my cattle, my flock, take the lead. He allowed them to cross over, and he was left alone. Bible says he was left alone. So there are times that when you are wounded, you'll be left alone. Or when you are about to be wounded, to face certain things, that will push you to the next level. You ought to do it alone. Because when you are in a multitude, you may not be pushed enough. So Jacob was left alone. And he began to wrestle with the angel. Jacob began to wrestle with the angel. He does not know. All he knows is that he cannot cross the same way as he is. He cannot go and meet his brother Esau. Because Esau has come with 400 men. Jacob was in his worst of vulnerability. How would he meet Esau, his brother? So something needed to happen. The heart of Esau needed to be healed. Amen. 
He has wounded him so many years ago. But at that moment, he needed to heal him. So Esau was coming with his 400 men. And Jacob was on the other side. And he said, all I can do is wrestle. Brother, sister, when things become difficult, when all you can see around is yourself, when when you turn, it looks like your businesses has crashed down. When you turn, you see that your child is getting sick every day. When you turn, anytime you get money, it goes back into health. You stand up in the night and say that I am wrestling on my own. I am wrestling with God. All I know is that I will not finish this journey the same way. So Jacob decided to wrestle. Wrestle with that angel. And he wrestled. And he wrestled. And he wrestled. Ha, and he wrestled. And he wrestled. When they said the 10 days fasting, and we wrestled, and we wrestled, and Jacob wrestled. And when he wrestled, Bible says that the angel realized that it was daybreak. But even before the daybreak, he held him, and he, just, he, he switched him. The, the, Dr. Madden will be able to explain better for us as a doctor that when they pull your, your socket out of your hip joint, what happens to you? He, he could not stand. He was kind of disabled at the moment, but he did not keep quiet. He did not sleep. He did not stop. He did not say that even the angel has hurt me, so I will stop. He stood and said, I will still not let you go. Something has to happen. Something has to happen. Then the angel asked him, what is your name? If Jacob stopped at the point of the wound, he would have failed. But the angel asked him, what is your name? Sister, what is your name? What is your problem? What is it that bothers you at night? What is it that the doctors are saying? What is it in the womb? What is it in your home? What is in the marriage that makes you unhappy? What is it in your workplace that for you, every time there is promotion, it's a stamp down? What is your name? When people see you, how do they tease you? They have even given you a different name. The angel asks, what is your name? And he said, my name is Jacob. And he said, from today, your name will be Israel. From today, your name will be Israel. He changed his name, which was a deceiver. He changed his name from a deceiver to, to Israel. He became father of many nations. He became blessed. This morning, what is your name? At the point of wounds, at the point when he was shattered, something happened. There was a change. There was a deliverance. There was something that broke through. Bible says that it was at the point of daybreak when the sun came out. It means that darkness went away. When we meet with Jesus, when we wrestle with Jesus, darkness shifts away and light cometh forth. The sun shineth on everything. So if there be anything that darkness has taken over, this morning all we know is that the sun is shining forth. Daylight has come and there is a revival. His name was changed, Jacob, to Israel. What is your name? 
What has it been changed to? Is it a good name or a bad name? Hallelujah. What is your name? Jacob who had cheated his uncle. Jacob who had gone through so many things. Met with Jesus. All his life, things had been done for him. Maybe in your life, your parents are doing well. So they always do everything for you. So you have never thought of, let me stand up for myself. Let me labor for myself. When soldiers are on a wall, there is no point that someone stops and comes to shoot your gun for you. No. You hold forth your gun and you shoot it yourself. So you hold forth your word. You read the word. You stand up with the word and say, by your word, oh God. You said when a tree is cut down at the spring of water, at the scent of water, Jesus, you are the water of living bread. As I sent you this morning, as I see you back in my brook, let there be a transformation. May my tree that has been cut down begin to spring forth, begin to bear fruit, begin to become eatable. It will not become cancerous any longer in the name of Jesus. Victorious soldier, a victorious wounded soldier, a victorious wounded soldier. When we take the woman with the issue of blood, the woman with the issue of blood, Bible says that the woman has been bleeding for 12 years. 12 years she was bleeding. I mean, to the glory of God, if you are married and you are living with a woman, even around that few five to seven days, you don't want to get close to her. But for 12 years, she had a hemorrhage issue. She was bleeding for 12 years. I don't know if you can imagine how it is. Even if it was just your leg that was bleeding. For 12 years, she was bleeding. For 12 years, she was bleeding. In her case, she already had a wound with her. When we have wounds and the Savior cometh and the angel cometh, do we see? In her case, Jesus was passing. And she said, I will go and touch the hem of his garment. Jesus was not going alone, no. Jesus was not standing for her to be able to just go and touch. When you read the, when you read the history of the Bible, it makes you understand that he was thrown with people. Social media. When Jesus has come to visit, all you want to do is take a picture. Oh, I came to church. Oh, there was powerful worship. Oh, someone sang wonderfully. Were you impacted? This woman decided not to be like the other people who are just thronging themselves to Jesus. No. She said, I will touch the hem of his garment. And some way, somehow, there were people who had touched. Some were checking whether his gown was silk or nylon. So when we come to the war field, everybody has their interest. Everybody has their interest. Some way, somehow, some were just checking, is it quality Indian silk? Or is it a, a fabric that's so expensive or it is cheap? So when your pastor is standing there and he's preaching, you're looking at his dressing when he's carrying the word to you. Some way, somehow, 
He said, I will touch the hem of his garment. She will crawl through. She will labor through. So this woman, like Jacob, wrestled. She said, I will go through the crowd. Whichever way I will push through. Whichever way I will manage and go through. So while she was going, all she probably she was saying, because he lives, because he lives, I can I face, can face tomorrow, tomorrow because he lives. Oh, When she was crawling and going through, all she was saying that me, me de mensabeka Jesus, me de mensabeka sa Jesus awabei me manenko, sa angel awabei me manenko. Something has to happen. Me de mensabeka Jesus. This wound will not continue. So some way, somewhere, sometimes when you have gone through certain aspects of your life, and you have gone through certain difficulties, and you know that you are wounded. Do not remain there. Do not say that me. No way. She said, I will touch the hem of Jesus. I will touch the hem of his garment. Wherever he goes, no matter the crowd, I will go through. And Bible says that she crawled through. And 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 people were pushing her. Now she crawled through him. Where are you coming from? Who are you? Which family do you belong to? Who are you to get to the boardroom? People are asking, but you too, who are you to come for the interview? Who are you to get that position? She kept crawling. She said, I will not stop. I will not cease. No matter what is happening in Ghana, we shall not stop. We shall not cease. We shall keep pushing. We shall keep crawling. And she kept crawling. And she kept crawling. And when she got there, all she needed was the garment. Why? Because she had built her faith to a certain level. And she knew that by faith, when I touch him, I don't need him to lay hands. I don't need him to speak into my life. I don't need to see his face. When I touch his garment, I am done. And when she got there, she just touched the hem of the garment. And Jesus says, turn around and say, who touched me? And someone touched me. I am sure the disciples began to wonder. This touch is different. This touch is different. Let your touch be different. Let your touch be different. Let it be backed by faith. Let it be backed by the word of God. Let it be backed by testimonies. Let your touch be different. It will not be the same like the others. Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? Who touched me? Jacob was asked, what is your name?
Something happened. Happened and now I know he touched me and made me something happened and now I know he touched me. quest to win when we are wounded we do not sleep we do not lie down and expect people to treat our wounds no because sometimes when you are wounded you'll be left alone especially on the battlefield when you watch action movie for you to get somewhere to hide after that he is gone with his weapon and he keeps fighting and where are you? Maybe you got wounded somewhere. And you think that the church has not come to visit you. The church is not here helping me dress my wounds. Hey, I'm PIWC dancer, man. The way I've been dancing in church. And me, I am wounded and you will not come. Maybe we don't even know. And even probably we know. We have equipped you as an army to possess nations. You are possessing nations, so and to wound back on and your nation say your city or say your town. Sister, rise up on your feet and dress up that wound. Touch the hem of Jesus and dress that wound and say that yes, I slipped. Yes, I fell. Yes, I got a big wound. Yes, I was bruised, but by the blood I am whole. I am back on my feet again. And all I know. Is that I've touched the hem of Jesus and I am whole. Hallelujah. 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 And when we come to the man Jesus on that cross, when Jesus has walked on the surface of the earth, he has gone through everything that he needs to go through for us. And the final belt was on the cross. And on that cross, and on that cross, there were two prisoners by him. When the people kill you, when they nail them on the cross and they die, and they are coming to take them to their coffins, they do not just take them and put them in their coffin, no. Or they do not just take them and bury them. When they come, they will knock your knees. You are saying, Bubu Wakahon, Nanyamiya Wadumna Osoria, Wakaso Nainabasoria Nantia. So they disjoint you. They break your knees and your ankles on the cross before they release you. Bible says that they did that too. The two people that were with Jesus. But when they came to Jesus, what did they do? The guy picked his sword and he pierced them. Why will you wound a dead man? Because he knew that even in the dead, he was still Jesus. He wanted to be sure. So even on the cross, when he was about to release him and put him where, take him to his grave, he pierced him. And Bible says that there was water and blood that gushed out. There was a release. Bible says that when you read, when you do a little search, it makes you understand that the guy that pierced Jesus was called Lunges. Lunges or Lunges. And that guy, he had an eye problem. And the water and the blood that came out, it cured his malady. 
It should tell you that even when the man had been declared dead, the water and the blood in him was still healing. And the water and the blood that came out from Jesus, when you read further, it makes you understand that it was fluid that was surrounding the heart. They want to make sure that even when in Samadu he says he wakes up, there was nothing to keep his heart pumping. Hey. There was nothing to keep Jesus alive. But that water and that blood, ha, that springer forth on the earth, it made you an eye hole. They wounded him. But when he rose up on the third day, there was nothing to say that he was wounded. He rose up and he was whole. There was nothing that could tell that Jesus had been wounded. He rose up fit and strong. So yes, they will wound us. The mark will be there. But when we rise up again, we shall rise up strong and fit as never before. All we know is that we went down, but we are up. And we shall stand tall. And we shall not remain there. So no matter what happens, Jesus went into the grave. He did not remain there. We went into the grave with him. We have been wounded. We went down with him. But we shall not remain there. We have risen up. We are walking around. We are testifying that Jesus is the son of God. That he is with us. And nothing will break us down. Nothing will break us down. Not the tribulations against our family. No matter the direction they come from. All we know is that Jesus is the son of God. We have been wounded, but we are victorious. We have been wounded, but we shall not remain there. We have been wounded, but we shall rise up and stand tall. I want you to go out from today and say that this is the last Sunday of the first quarter. I will not remain there. My wounds will not kill me. Through my wounds, I will meet Jesus. Through my wounds, I will be healed. Through my wounds, there will be a turnaround. Through my wounds, there will be a transformation. Through my wounds, my name will be changed. Through my wounds, I will touch the hem of his garment. My business will turn around. There will be transformation in my life. Through my wounds. God bless you.